Hi everyone, welcome to beautiful sunny Glasgow in April. The rumours are rumours. It is a beautiful place to live. This week's scripture comes from John 10 verses 11 to 18, so I'm just going to read it now. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. I think in 10 or 15 sentences, Jesus drops a number of truth bombs on us. Um, and as I was thinking about it and going over it, I, I realised that I had to narrow it down because in every sentence there's some real truth of who Jesus is, what he wants for us, um, and our identity in him. The first thing that I noticed is this idea of ownership. So Jesus compares himself as the good shepherd to a hired hand. And it made me kind of start thinking about how we uh, relate to, to these terms. And I realised that I think we as humans, uh, we understand ownership uh, as, as kind of intrinsically linked with control. Uh, so if, if I own the, the rights to a song, I control who can play it uh, publicly and who can't. If I own my house, I can do whatever work I want to it. But if I'm renting the house, I have to ask permission. I, it, I don't own it, so I don't have control of it. And as I read this, I realised that Jesus points to a much more profound and selfless uh, concept of ownership, where he, he talks about owning these sheep in the same breath that he talks about laying down his life for them. And in that sense, he puts himself out there as different to anyone that's come before and anyone that will come again. Uh, because he uh, expresses that this ownership, this, this belonging that we have with him and with the Father is one of sacrifice and one of selflessness, complete uh, loss of self. And he says towards the end as well that he laid down his life only to pick it back up again. Uh, and this is something of his identity in the in the Father in the Trinity um, and his ownership of the victory of the resurrection um, and he invites us into that ownership he invites us into the flock so this really challenged me in particular this sense of ownership what is my attitude to these things that I own and how do I use them and Christ's attitude is the most compelling and the most challenging because he lays down his life for it. He will do anything for the good of the sheep and uh, the truth 
of his death and resurrection now is the identity of the sheep because he is the owner, he is uh, who they come from. And then I was also trying to understand something of the parallel between the hired hand and the good shepherd. Um, and I looked at the, the attitude. So like I said, as the good shepherd, Jesus lays down his life. So he points to goodness as selflessness and as sacrifice. And on the other side of the spectrum, there's the hired hand who is there to get paid. They're in a good job. Um, they're getting the money. But when trouble strikes, they're going to run because their life isn't worth these sheep because they don't own them. And I was thinking about it more. And I realised that there's a real comparison to be made between the flock and our community, our family, the people around us, our friends, our neighbours, our classmates, whatever. Those that we have relationship with. And the question that came to mind was, do I run when there's the first sign of Satan trying to scatter and divide that community, scatter and divide that flock? Or do I have the selfless and sacrificial attitude towards the flock, towards my, my relationships, to lay down my life, my pride, my opinion, out of care for the sheep, out of care for the others around me? That was really challenging, because I think that there is certainly the temptation to, to be the hired hand, to get in and about it when things are nice and, and you have friends in the in the group and you enjoy the work that you're doing. But when disagreements come, when you have opinions, when things don't go the way that you want them, do you back off from that or do you face it head on with that selfless uh, care? for those that you're uh, relating with. And another thing that I picked up on was um, the present tense that Jesus uses when he says that he lays down his life. This is in, in John 10, right? So uh, chronologically, we haven't got to the, to the crucifixion. We haven't got to the point where Jesus physically um, and literally lays down his life. And yet, in this translation that I've read, they use the, the present tense, he, I lay my life down. It's not I am going to and it's not I laid, but it's I lay. And as I thought about it, it made sense. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the eternal nature of Jesus uh, and we've heard you know in the beginning was the word and Jesus is, is that word you know the word was with God and the word was God and we know that he'll be there in the end and so for him to use this this um, present tense this like it will always be right now it will always be in the present um, I think that's quite poetic in a way, it's a, it's a kind of poetic way to point to his 
his reality um, as being forever. I grew up Catholic um, and here in Scotland we have Catholic schools um, and at certain ages in school you can choose to go through the uh, to go through certain sacraments in the in the Catholic Church and I remember around that time my parents gave me a, a morning and evening prayer book in front of it I remember that they they wrote the verse that comes right before this uh, this scripture, John 10.10. It's quite a famous one. You'll probably know it. Um, and it's, it's where Jesus explains the difference between himself and evil, himself and Satan. Um, he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. And really, ever since then, it's been 20 years. I've held that with me in my faith journey when I have not believed, when I have believed, when I've been on a high, when I've been on a low, when I've had mental health struggles all along. There has been this word in my head of the abundance of life that Christ offers. And it has always come back to me as a why not. He extends this invitation, he extends this ownership, this identity, this goodness, this victory, this eternal resurrection. He holds it out to us. And this is the, the abundance of life that he offers. And he tells us very clearly, this is what I offer and this is what the thief offers. So why not? Why not accept and embrace and choose to learn and grow? in the goodness of what Christ offers. And so the last thing that I wanted to comment on is blindingly obvious, uh, but it's always worth saying, is that Jesus is good. This eternal victory, this identity that we have in him, we have to remember that he is good. He is the good shepherd. And a good shepherd does their job perfectly and a good shepherd will never leave the flock will never abandon his sheep so here is this good shepherd who cares for us tends to our needs leads us and grants us an identity in his goodness in his victory I think that's something special so I hope you all have a very blessed week ahead and Go forth in the goodness of Christ. God bless.